Greetings in Jesus' name. It is definitely good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, where else would we like to be? Where else would, is there no better place to be than um, worshiping with fellow believers? And uh, yeah, just wanted to thank you as a church for allowing um, Dwight to minister to our church um, betimes the last few years. And and Dwight um, said, it's my turn now, so here I am. <clears throat> um, also, the first time he asked would have been the end of November, and I started a message and plans changed, um, kind of a yeah message for the fall, kind of, <clears throat> um, about planting and harvesting and so when we decided on a date, um, I just decided I'm just going to continue with that message. And if you spiritualize sowing and reaping, um, it can be any time of the year. So uh, that's where we're going with the message this morning is sowing and reaping. And uh, it's a message um, that's convicting to me, and uh, hopefully you can be challenged as well this morning. <coughs> Be reading from Matthew 13. If you want to turn your Bibles there, be reading Matthew 13, 1 through 9, and then 18 to 23. Matthew 13, verse 1. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them, but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now verse 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of thy kingdom... And understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and Anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and his seedfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. <clears throat> I'll be coming back to the scripture, um, thinking about sowing and reaping. Um, Thinking about sowing crops, um, you know, we need to prepare the soil, just apply the fertilizer, plant the seed, 
Um, seed needs to be, or we like to have it in the right depth. Um, then you have an even um, crop. Um, God sends the rain and the sunshine. Um, yeah, we, there's work to do to plant. <clears throat> if you would just yeah plant in a chisel plowed field, um, you'd have yeah some seeds on top, some in the ground too deep, and it just yeah it wouldn't be an even crop. So there's there's work to do for preparing the soil. <clears throat> Back in the Bible times, when they spread seed, when they planted, um, I don't know, but it seems to me like they might have had a bag of seed in one hand and they spread the seed out with the other one. They grabbed a handful of seed and spread it. Uh, maybe they would have had some something to do it differently, but that's kind of what I think about when I think about them um, planting. Or, yeah. And, you know, they had, like the scripture said, they had, um, maybe their field was on a hillside and they had paths they walked and, and they had rocks and thorns and so, yeah, some of the seeds came up, some of them lasted for a little bit, but they died and others fell on good ground and brought, brought forth plentiful. So there's variations there. We need to condition our fields so the soil is ready to receive the seed, but we cannot condition the heart of people. Um, we can preach truth, but I believe God is the one that conditions the heart to be able to receive the truth. So I think, yeah, the Holy Spirit conditions the heart of man to, to receive seed, and so it can sprout. Um, it's not something that <clears throat> we can do. The seed's landing spot is crucial to the seed's performance. Like I said before, um, the seed is on top or the seed's too deep. Um, it won't bring forth a, a good performance, good crop. Um, and if the seed lands on a rock or a stone, it, it can't germinate. It has to have dirt to germinate. So this, the landing spot of the seed is, is crucial to its performance. <clears throat> God's word landing in a soft heart will sprout and take root. Um, the other truth here is that what we plant is what we will receive. Um, if we plant corn, we don't expect soybeans to come up. Um, we plant soybeans, we don't expect corn to come up. It's whatever we plant, that's what we get. Um, so keep that in mind as well. And when our when our roots go deep, our yields for Christ will increase. Um, this past year was a dry year to begin with, and I I just didn't expect. I don't plant any crops, but uh, crops do affect what I do. Um, I just didn't expect a great crop this year, but lo and behold, the rain came in the right time. And the harvest was really good. Um, it wasn't as good as some years, but it was exceptionally well for the amount of rain that we've had. So the roots go deep when it's dry, and they find the moisture they need to um, 
to grow. Thinking about examples of, of sowing and reaping in the Bible, um, thinking about spiritual sowing and reaping, <clears throat> thinking thought about Noah. Um, Noah sowed righteousness, I believe, obedience, um, perseverance. Even in the face of ridicule, um, he was to build an ark, uh, build a boat, and people laughed at him. I mean, there's never been water standing in any puddles around here, um, especially not big enough to hold a big boat that he was building. So he had, in the face of ridicule and mocking, he sowed righteousness, obedience, and perseverance. And he harvest, harvested deliverance and joy and success for what God had called him to do. Um, as he was obedient, as he continued that, even under severe mocking and ridicule, he was successful. He harvested deliverance and joy. And that was, that was really, it's really good. Good example of someone that, yeah, harvest or, or sowed the right things. And then I was thinking about uh, Abram and Lot and how those two men, how different they, they were um, in their sowing and in their reaping. <clears throat> the story is in Genesis 13. I'm not going to read too much. I'll just refer to a few verses there. Um, but... Abraham, Abraham sowed seeds of kindness and consideration. Um, Abraham and Lot were together, had herds and flocks and servants together, and they got bigger and bigger, and soon their servants were arguing back and forth that the land isn't big enough um, for them. And so Abraham decided to they needed to depart, part ways, and go to different areas so there's enough enough for everyone. And he allows Lot to choose first. And Lot chooses the plains where it was well watered and, and lots of feed for his animals. <clears throat> and Abram chose the, the hilly country um, where there was less. Or well, that was what was left over, so that's what he got. So he had a a heart of kindness and consideration to his um, to to Lot. Lot um, sowing sowed the seed of snuggling up to an ungodly city. He pitched his tent toward Sodom, and that's that's what he sowed. Um, thinking about that. Um, Eventually, they moved into Sodom and kind of assimilated into um, their culture, into how they did things. And, yeah, it was the city was very wicked and very, very vile before God, and God decides to destroy it, and he told Abram about it, and Abram in chapter 18, is begging God to save them, even down to, if there's ten righteous people there, um, would you destroy it? 
And God said, if there's ten righteous people there, he won't destroy it. We see that an angel came in to, to bring Lot out of the city. And two of his daughters and his wife. And he had to finally take them by the hand and pull pull them out, um, to take them out, to lead them out. Um, he told them they're going to be destroyed. And Lot went and told his married children um, that t- to come out, um, and they mocked him. They didn't believe him. His wife... Um, being told not to look back, looked back and became a pillar of salt. So now it's just Lot and his two daughters. And there was children born um, there. Um, after that, and the Moabites and the Ammonites came from these two daughters. And um, just a lot of things that that came from Lot's decision to move into the plain and to snuggle up to the city of, of Sodom. Think about the consequences. All his grandchildren, all his children except two daughters, his wife, um, he lost. And Abram, still in the hill country, um, he has his flocks and herds and servants, and yeah, he doesn't have children, but God did give him a child after that. Yeah, just the contrast of those two two men and their and their families um, is is sobering to think about. Where, what are we sowing? What what are we becoming like? Um, you know, we have a wicked world that we're living in today as well. Um, are we assimilating into that? And what will be the consequences of that? <clears throat> Job 4, verse 8 says, Even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. Psalm 126, 5 and 6, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Hosea 10.12 Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. And 2 Corinthians 9.6 But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Okay, so back to Matthew 13. Look a little bit that closer. Verse 19 is understanding. um, If we don't have understanding of of truth, of what God's Word says, um, Satan will um, take it away from us. if we don't understand, um, ask someone 
um, find out what it really means, what God's word really means, and um, so it can grow in your heart. <clears throat> Otherwise, it can be taken away from you. Verses 20 and 21 um, talks about taking root. Um, when we give ourselves to Christ, um, that life in Christ takes root and takes um, it starts. Um, we receive God's word um, with joy, hopefully. If we don't water and cultivate, keep the weeds down, we will succumb to persecution and tribulation, and by and by we'll become offended, and we will lose out as well. So there's there's work to be done as we think of the seed being sown in our lives, in others' lives. Um, there's work to be done. Let's um, not allow, allow hard times to... Um, Take us away from Christ. There's nothing that will separate us from that besides ourselves and what we do with with Christ. Verse 22 um, is a challenge for all of us, um, the cares of this life. We need to check our lives for thorns. They will choke out the word of God. Um, There's two thorns listed here. In this verse is the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. I'm not sure how what you think of when the cares of life of this life and the deceitfulness of riches, but we are some of the richest people on the earth. We have plenty, way plenty. There's there's lots of of waste around us. Um, I think with the, the food waste in our the U.S. alone, I think we could feed all the poor in other countries. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but there, there's a lot of waste. Um, deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this life. <clears throat> Are we willing to, to lay that down for following Christ? And these things bring unfruitfulness, as the verse verse 22 says. They choke the word, and this person becomes unfruitful. <clears throat> then we have verse 23. Um, it says, He that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Hearing and understanding God's word is very important. Um, we we need to understand. Um, we don't know. We don't understand God's ways perfectly. We don't know um, why He takes away a young, well, we say young middle-aged lady, which is very um, very much needed. We think. Um, death of my sister-in-law was really hard a couple weeks ago. Um, she was, yeah, so much needed. We thought, but we don't know God's ways. If we would know Him, we know His ways totally. Um, God wouldn't be God then. Um, but yeah, we need to um, 
receive the word, um, hear it. We need to be open to it and understand it so it can grow. Um, it can it can flourish and we can bring some 30, some 60, some 100. Um, it's not if you are yield 30, 30 fold instead of 100 doesn't mean that you are you're not very good. That, that's not what that means. Um, we all have different talents. We all have different um, abilities. And um, it's not that you're not a part of the kingdom if you only do 30-fold. <clears throat> um, I'll just read what I've written here. I don't believe that the 30-fold is harvest of one that sowed to his flesh. Um, and the one that got a 100-fold was the one that sowed to the Spirit. Um, Galatians 6 is where I got that. We'll look at that in a little bit. Uh, but I believe that we have different abilities that will have different degrees of fruitfulness, but all in the kingdom. So, yeah, just because our, our harvest is not as abundant as some others, we are still a part of the kingdom of God. If we bear fruit, if we're fruitful... Um, that's that's what God's looking for. Okay, let's turn to Galatians chapter six. <clears throat> Look at a few verses there. Verses seven through nine. It's talking about the spiritual action and reaction. <clears throat> Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. <clears throat> I think sowing is something that happens um, voluntary or involuntary. We can choose to sow um, to the Spirit. If we don't sow to the Spirit, we'll automatically sow to the flesh. Uh, it's just the way we're made. Uh, we, we go into default mode, and it's, it's not a good one. If we don't make an effort to sow good seed, default mode will kick in and we'll sow seeds of evil. There will be consequences for what we sow, Yes, there's forgiveness, um, but the consequences for the sown seed, the seed sown will remain. Um, but I have there in the end might be lessened by repentance. Um, our consequences are still there, um, but there is forgiveness. There is repentance um, that needs to take place. If it takes place, there is forgiveness there. <clears throat> and the same with reaping then. Um, reaping will also, will happen it's, it's going to happen. I mean, um, we reap the consequences of what we sow. Uh, we can't change the consequences. If we sow to the flesh, we are going to reap um, those consequences, whatever they may be. If we sow to the Spirit, we're also, we will reap those consequences. If we sow to our flesh, we will reap corruption. If we sow to the Spirit, we will reap life everlasting. If you are reaping the effects of sowing to the flesh, there is a way to turn around, and that is through the salvation of Jesus Christ. Um, coming back to, to the cross, back to Jesus. 
you do not want to reap the consequences of sowing to your flesh in eternity, stop and take inventory um, today. Allow Christ to fill your life and begin sowing to the Spirit. Just a challenge <coughs> to to check our lives. Um, think about what we are sowing. Um, think about where we're heading. Think about yeah w- where we're going. What what path we're taking, and um, what seeds we are sowing. In verse nine is a another interesting verse. Um, it's not. I think weariness and fainting is something that can happen to the best of us. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Um, There are people fainting. There are people that are weary. And let's help each other up. Let's help each other um, to... Challenge each other to sow the good seed. Sow to the spirit and not to the flesh. If we feel weary and are about to faint, continue to root deeper into God's word. In doing so, you will find nourishment for spiritual growth and your Christian life will flourish. And that that can happen right here um, in church and brotherhood. And um, we need to look into God's word um, personally as well. 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul is encouraging Timothy to continue in what he has learned, continue in being wise unto salvation and faith in Christ, and to um, challenge you in that as well. Let's continue in the truth that we have been taught, even from a child. A few um, statements here in review. The seed's landing spot is crucial to the seed's performance. When our roots go deep, our yields for Christ will increase. And what we sow, that is what we will reap. Galatians 6, 8, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. Sowing the seed of submission to Christ, giving her all to Christ, will bring about a harvest of joy. a song I'd like to read to you in the Christian hymnal. <clears throat> Seed time and harvest. As pilgrims and strangers we journey through life, through sunshine and shadow, through calm and through strife. Each day we are scattering seed as we go. Someday it will be harvest. We reap what we sow. Though weary and worn and alone in your way, Storm clouds are gathering and dark is your day. Weep not, toiling one, neither faint as you go. The harvest is nearing, we reap what we sow. Though life may appear as a cold, barren waste and comes to to return of the bread you have cast, continue to do loving deeds as you go. The harvest is nearing, we reap what we sow. We'll reap what we sow when the harvest is come. 
Someday we shall garner the deeds we have done. Then heed not the storm nor the cold winds that blow. Toil on till the harvest we reap what we sow. Let's kneel for prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of it. Lord, I just pray that we could, as believers, that we could just continue to root deep in it and understand the truths of your word. I just pray for um, soft hearts for each one, myself as well. I just pray that we could be willing to sow seeds of righteousness and as Noah did, and um, kindness as Abram did. Lord, just help us to be considerate of one another as well as, as um, Christians. Help us to understand where our place should be in, in the brotherhood. Lord, that we could pull together as a body of believers. Lord, just pray that you bless each of these people here in this congregation. I pray that they could all pull together and be as one uh, as you have taught us to be. Just bless each one um, as we go from here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.